my first true big adventure uh, is coming up on eight years ago now. I've been thinking about it a lot. It built pretty much my life from that point on was changed dramatically because of it. And, you know, we hear from a lot of people on this show who talk about people around them not wanting them to do their adventure, not knowing if it's a good decision. Uh, Everyone might have these ideas at different points of life. I thankfully didn't have a ton of responsibilities, but um, as it's coming up, I, I... something has been on my mind the last few weeks, which is uh, one of the stories that was in that trip. And I just honestly want to tell it, you know, February is a short month, we have less episodes than normal. So, you know, I wanted to make one of them kind of fun and uh, fill in one of the gaps and tell another story. I did one back in October about a bear encounter on this same bike trip, which was from Alaska to Florida. I was in school in Florida. I'm from Florida. And my best friend and I, still my best friend, we flew one way to Fairbanks and started riding our bikes back. And about two to three weeks into the trip, we crossed into British Columbia. Right when we hit the border, it was almost like there was this giant billboard. I mean, there literally was a billboard that said, like, caution, bison on road or near road. And I remember thinking like, did someone pay for this? Is this the government? Because it looked like an ad. It looked like an ad for bison, but it was uh, a warning. But it was huge. And I thought, well, okay, all right, we'll keep an eye out. But man, it was like, soon as we crossed that line into British Columbia, they were everywhere. It's like they knew to stay over there. You know, whenever you see a, a, a deer crossing sign or, you know, here there's elk crossing and literally that's where the elk go because there's these patterns they have and they just put up signs wherever their patterns are. So we started seeing bison all over the place and on the side of the road, in the middle of the road, out in the, the fields and the meadows and the forest on either side, just hundreds of them in crowds or herds, I guess, or by themselves, one or two. It just did. It was. It was every situation. Every the old bunch of them were laying down. It was crazy. It, and they behaved like cattle. If you've ever been around them, at least the ones that we were seeing were behaving like cattle. Like they would either run away from you because there were no fences on the Alaskan Highway out there. It was just open country. Animals could just run through the forest. Next thing they know, they'd be running across the Alaskan Highway, then back in the forest. It was like no hesitation. And so these bison would behave like cattle. They would maybe run away from you. They maybe would just watch, just stare. If they were close, they might honestly walk up to you as you rode by because, you know, you're on touring bicycles. If you've ever toured there, there it's like a, being a backpacker, but on a bike, it, you got a lot of equipment. You're heavy, so you're not going very fast. I'd say you average, you know, 12, 14 miles an hour on the flats and, you know, even less uphill for sure, but we saw hundreds that day, and by the end of the day, which was in June in northern Canada, so the days were really long, we would bike almost all the way till pretty much till dark, which some nights were, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night. The day was getting towards the end. It was late evening, and we were climbing this pass all afternoon. I mean, it was such a steep, stinking pass, but... 
we were making our way up, making our way up, and towards, not the top, but it was a lot of like false summits of the pass for, for miles um, towards the top, but it was these rolling hills at the top, then you'd go down for a ways. And at the top of one of these little hills, there was something laying in the side of the road, and it didn't look anything like we had seen all day, and it was in this tall grass, and we could tell it was rolling over. If you ever seen a dog like roll on its back in a yard or on the carpet, that's what it looked like. It was kicking its feet up in there and rolling around side to side, and I was like, what the heck is that? And we got closer, and Paul was in front of me. <clears throat> I was freaking out a little bit. I'm like, Paul, that might be a grizzly. Because we'd seen some grizzlies. This was not long after one approached our tent, uh, which is the story I told on Halloween last year. And we got closer and closer. I bet we got 30 feet away. And that thing had no idea we were there. It was a bison, but I couldn't tell until it got up. So we were biking on the opposite side of the road. There wasn't anyone out there. Like we could... We could bike next to each other on both sides of the road and not have to worry about another car for hours. There were so few people out because it was still relatively early in the season. And it was still snowing almost every day uh, while we were there. And so we get closer and this bison sees us and we could tell we spooked it because it jumped to its feet, had no clue what the heck we were, and sprinted away as fast as it could go over the hill. The kicker was, it was on the road. The other kicker was, it was in the other lane. And I thought, oh my God, it better not continue on that path. Cause like, you know, in case a car does come over the hill, it's gonna smash right into it. This thing's running 30 miles an hour, straight down the road. So we crashed over the hill and there it is. It stopped and waited for us. And then it just kept running down the opposite lane. And sure enough, the worst fear you could imagine, here comes a semi, a logging truck around the corner. This bison is running straight for it. We hadn't seen a car in hours. And here comes a truck right when this bison gets in the road. And we're watching like, oh my gosh, this is about to be awful. The, 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 the semi's beeping his horn, honking his horn, slowing down, of course, and the bison gets right up to it and turns into our lane, the right-hand lane, and just keeps running down the highway. We're not far behind it, so the semi waited for us, and this guy's like, I've never seen anything like this. I've been driving this road for years. We actually, he had, he shared a lot of information in like 10 seconds. Um, it was kind of funny, but we kept going after talking to him for a second, and we could see the bison, and it just ran like that in front of us, getting really close, like 30, 40 feet away, and then just taking off and sprinting. Then it'd slow down and let us catch up, and then sprint away and slow down. It was almost like a reindeer leading Santa's sleigh, but with a little slack in the line so it could get farther away, and then it'd slow down, slow down, wait for us, and we knew it was waiting for us because it would turn around and look at us. And we were like, what the heck? We were looking at each other. A few more cars did show up and they were just baffled. Like, I cannot believe this thing is running down the road. There was a video a few weeks ago, maybe last week, um, on Facebook of a bison in Yellowstone running right past a car. That's exactly what it was like. It was running just like that, just down the road. It did this for over an hour. 
It ran in front of us, slowing down, speeding up in increments over hills, around the corners. It was the strangest thing, and the sun was, was getting lower and lower on the horizon, but we still had a few hours before it got dark. We just couldn't believe it. Well, we started to kind of forget about it once we made around our way around this big turn and finally at the, one of the top of one of these big passes, there was supposed to be a big truck stop to, to kind of resupply our food because uh, out on the Alaskan Highway, man, you, you, you won't have a stinking gas station for like 100 miles at a time in places. This was one of those stretches, and so we were looking forward to resupplying. It was important that we got food at this location because uh, there wasn't a whole lot between here and I think the next 50 miles. So we get around the corner, and it was supposed to be this big, nice truck stop with plenty of groceries and in a hotel and all kinds of stuff. Well, we, we turn this corner, and it is a ghost town. Weeds are grown up between the gas pumps. There's broken down cars with without wheels or tires just sitting there. Busted out windows on the hotel. And it was a decent sized hotel building, like three, four stories, just empty. Blocked off, there was trash everywhere. And like I said, it was evening, and so it was almost like this twilight in the air. It was really, really bizarre, a little bit freaky. So we stopped and kind of explored it a little bit, and we were like, well, gum, man, there ain't, there's nothing here. Like, we can't get anything here. So I said, well, let's just, we just got to keep going. We got to make what we have last till the next town. And we were fine. It was just going to be another night of granola bars and scraping peanut butter out of the bottom of a jar and wiping it on some stale, crusty bread, <laughs> which we had done many nights before. So, you know, just one more. What's one more? So we get back on the bikes and continue down. Thankfully, we're kind of at the top of this pass. And I said, let's just ride to the bottom of this pass and we'll call it for the night. No kidding. We get going. I bet we're 100 yards past this gas station. Probably another couple hundred yards to where it starts going downhill pretty steep. And you know it's steep because it has one of those signs that says like, you know, 8 9% grade for the next two miles. So we were, we, you know, if, if you've ever biked toward or been on a bike uh, on, on roads, it's, you, you get excited about those signs because it means no work for a little bit and you just get to pretend you're on a roller coaster or something. And we were in the mountains. I mean, it was just gorgeous. The sun was setting. It was just awesome. We get going and I'm like, Paul, where the heck did that bison go? And I know it sounds like I'm lying, but the moment I said that, Paul's like, I don't know. And then we heard a crash behind us in the woods coming from where the gas station was that we just passed. And coming out of the woods, full force was that bison. But this time, it was behind us. And it started sprinting. We could t- It was kicking up mud, grass, sticks, as it merged its way from the woods onto our lane about 20 yards behind us. And I start screaming. There it is. But at that point, it was pretty clear it was there by both of us. And I looked at Paul. Paul looked at me. We were standing on the pedals, pumping to get over this 
crest to 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 start getting down this hill to gain speed because this thing was catching us we couldn't pedal very fast with those loaded down bikes we were really heavy too because we you know we didn't know what we were doing it was our first trip so we had a bunch of crap we didn't need oh my gosh this thing is sprinting right behind us head down horns out it's breathing out of its nose you can see the air just in capture it looks like it's vaping it's just steam coming out of its nose it was terrifying and it was you know hitting the pavement the asphalt like a horse does with its hoofs it was this grip in it where it was just picking up speed it, it you know they got faster and faster as it got closer this thing got within 20 feet of us i'm talking right behind us not off to the side i'm talking coming for us trying to run us over like when we look ahead, we could almost see it out of the corner of our eye. That's how close it was. While we're screaming, we're just screaming. I'm not even going to try to reenact it on this, but we were screaming at the top of our lungs, just freaking out. And right as it about catches us, we get over this little hill. We start gaining the speed enough to get away from it. So we are coursing. I mean, I'm talking busting our tails down this pass, and it is windy. We are going through the forest. I mean, it's real thick trees, so we can't see a whole lot in front of us, but it's winding down, and there's this big, long left-hand turn as it makes its way down into this open area with a big river crossing. The only problem is up the other side is just as steep as what we just came down, and we were exhausted. We had biked close to a hundred miles that day and, and you know, we weren't in, you know, trip shape. We we had never biked before. So we, our legs were still just buzzing at the end of each day, getting used to this new lifestyle. And so we were pretty whooped, especially with our diet lately. I, uh, kind of being really frugal with, with our diet and with our budget because we were in college and we were broke. So we were not super energized or super equipped for it so I, we were dead tired and i said paul we're both breathing heavy like paul this thing's coming after us let's get off the road let's push our bikes into the woods right here next to this river and we'll hide and the sound of the water will kind of you know help us hide it'll help us keep it keep it from hearing us we jump off the bikes and i go to push it off the road and we both turn around to look and in a cloud of dust running right in the road. I don't even know where the dust was coming from, but it was kicking up dust somehow. Here comes that bison. Down the hill. Could see us clear as day. We're just standing there at the bottom of this valley. I'm wearing a stinking red jacket. Paul's got like a blue jacket on. We're just, I mean, we look like targets out there. As colorful as can be. And I'm like, it sees us. So we decide to jump back on the bike. And, and mind you, we're screaming. This is like, we feel like we're in war because we're about to get killed. <laughs> we're screaming at each other, freaking out. I said, Paul, we got to jump back on the bikes. We jump back on the bikes. We try to make it up this pass. This pass, it was not windy like the downhill. It was straight up, hundred, couple hundred yards straight up this steep incline all the way to the top, and then it leveled off. The problem is the road was elevated. It wasn't off the ground, but it was on this ridge that was really steep on either side. So you can't really, in the no forest, it was just steep enough to where no trees were growing. It was just grass down to the valley on either side and then trees. So there was really no escape. Like it was, we were stuck on that thing. And so we were yelling at each other as we were 
pushing up this hill. If it comes at us, we're going to jump off this bike and we're going to hang on the railing on either side of the road because it was a guardrail to protect you from falling. And if the bison tries to jump over the guardrail, it's going to tumble down this hill. There's no way it can gain its footing over this guardrail. That was our plan. And we start going (laughs) and we are going three miles an hour. I mean, you know how hard it is to bike up some of these paths when you have so much gear. You know how hard it is to hike up a path that you have a 30-pound backpack on or 20-pound backpack. It, we weren't going anywhere, and I thought, we're dead. We are, we're going to get mutilated by this stinking bison. And we kept turning around, looking back every half a second or so. I mean, it was just it was sheer panic. I can't reiterate that enough. And this thing was just gaining on us by the second. It was like we were standing still to it. But it got about 30 yards away again. And then it just stopped and watched us. Had its tongue hanging out. I mean, the thing was exhausted. It had been running an hour and a half, (laughs) us chasing it, then it chasing us. (laughs) It probably ain't done that in a long time. Its tongue was hanging out. And they've got some big old tongues if you've ever seen a cow tongue. It's it's very similar to a bison tongue. It was breathing heavy. I could see its breath coming out of its nostrils and in its mouth, and it just watched us. But we didn't take any chances. We decided to continue up over the hill. It was flat for probably a good half mile to three quarters of a mile, and then it went back up another hill. And when we crested the top, we could see all across the road, about half a mile ahead of us, was tons of bison excuse my french but i said hell no (laughs) we're pushing our bikes straight into the woods and we're hiding from this thing we're not about to get all this whole gang involved so we push our bikes manically about a hundred yards into the woods very thick forest canadian that northern canadian forest incredibly thick interspersed with like giant open meadows but we were in one of these we were in this strip of forest between the road and a big meadow on the other side so we push our bikes in we are quiet as a mouse we lean them against a tree we don't do anything we don't make a noise we don't talk The only thing we're doing is trying to prevent ourselves from breathing heavy because we are exhausted. The forest was so thick we had to walk about 15 yards away from our bikes to find a place big enough to put up our little two-man tent. I mean, we could not find a spot big enough just to put the tent down. We finally found a spot, creeping along, trying not to crunch anything, listening very intently for a bison. Surely a bison you can hear coming through the woods. We put everything in there. We put our sleeping bags in there. And I grab my night clothes. Paul grabs his. And I go to stand up to turn away from the bike to walk back to the tent. And I heard Paul say, he was right behind me. He said, holy mackerel. I'll never forget it because, you know, it's kind of, he doesn't say that a lot. And I know it's popular saying, but he just never said it. But I just, it stuck out to me for some reason. Holy mackerel. And I turned around and towering above our tent, standing on the other side of it, was that freaking bison just staring at us. It was huge. It it looked down on our tent, looked straight across at us, breathing heavy, its tongue hanging out of its mouth, drooling all over the place. 
its chest going in and out from the miles it just ran and the hill it just ran. And we stood there motionless as trees and our eyes glaring back and forth as which one of these relatively small trees are we going to try to hide behind as it basically attempts to just tear us apart like a bullfighter. And without any hesitation and without any sudden movements, the bison just took off running away from us back to the road and we heard its hoofs clap against the road until it was out of earshot. And that was it. It just ran away just like that. So I have no idea what was going on. I don't know if it was just curious or if it wanted to kill us or if it was just playing, but it scared the crap out of us. And that night we made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches about as quietly as humanly possible. And every little noise that night from a moth flying onto the tent to a a hoot of an owl, we about lost it because we were on edge. I just thought that thing was going to come lay on our tent in the middle of the night and just kill us, just lay right on top of us. And then a grizzly bear would finish us off. But we saw a bunch of bison, a lot more bison on that trip, and none of them had the reaction like that. So I don't know what was going on. But anyway, that is the craziest story I've ever had with an animal. I hope you enjoyed that. And I think it's pretty unusual for bison to do that. But if you ever had any experience like that, let us know. Because we love hearing stories like this, and that is that is what adventure and the outdoors and our adventure sports are all about, is to make a good story. And in my opinion, if the end result is a good story, it's going to be worth it.